The time has come again, like the song says. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there, Dimwit Nation. Uh, I am one of your hosts of the DYM podcast. I'm Sean Donnelly. I'm Dutch. You know me. I'm joined here by the very furry, the very uh, fuckable hey. uh, Andrew Ooh. Cool Breeze Fiore. <laughs> I'll take it. Yes, it's my full name. Andrew Joseph Cool Breeze Fiore. <laughs> That song is so great. Uh, people go, you changed everything else up. We go, why didn't you change a song? I, it's too fun. It's too good of a song. It's too. It's it's such a great song. It's I'm, fantastic. I'm it the rest of the day, I'm walking around going, bring it to me. <laughs> I'm doing my laundry, singing it. It's great. Uh, what's going on there, Andrew? How are you, kid? Pretty good, pretty good week. Uh, uh, you know, we, we record this on Thursdays for you fine folks to come uh, hear it on Fridays. And uh, the week went by pretty quickly for me. I got two things I wanted to bring up to you before we get into the movie talk. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I'll let you pick first. Uh, I got a new tattoo or do you want to hear about funeral stuff? Wow. Well, let's let's start with the funeral stuff and then we'll, we'll okay. end, end with the new tattoo. That's a good segue because one's a little funner than the other that's but, what uh, i yeah, figured so, yeah. bad news first yeah well it's it, it's 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 not terrible news so um you're gonna laugh at this but i have an uncle leo <laughs> you guys know we love seinfeld and we we talk in seinfeldian vocabulary andy hello <laughs> <laughs> he's technically uh, he, he's he's quote unquote my uncle he was my dad's best friend he's never not been a part of my life he's a fake I've uncle no, I, exactly. I have those too yeah, yeah yeah but he's my uncle leo and aunt tilly and so uh he unfortunately after a long battle with alzheimer's also well into his 90s passed away this week very sad yeah, yeah. his kids are like my you know family as well and um, but, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, well, at least he's not, you know, suffering anymore. And his, yes, his, yeah. his wife, Tilly, had died a few years ago. He was getting lonely and he, he was such a big family guy. COVID was really killing him because he was a Sunday dinners every Sunday. Get together yeah. with family. And so he was living in a uh, assisted living home and it just got to be really rough. So it's one of those where you're like, well, at least he's not suffering anymore. Yeah. But I got to thinking because some. You, when you when you talk about your uncle Leo so much, it becomes second nature, and sometimes you don't even think of the Seinfeld stuff until I saw my little sister, and you know we are driving to the service in New Jersey together. She goes, uh, I I text her, I go, hey, you want to uh, I go to Uncle Leo's uh, service? You want to share? Uh, you want me to drive you? She goes. Hello, you know, she gave me the hello. <laughs> Uncle, Leo. <laughs> Uncle Leo? Question mark. <laughs> so we were having. I fun didn't even know your sister home. was a fan. Oh yeah, I've she she takes on a lot of the stuff that I take on. You know that I'm passionate about. Okay. okay. Movies. So uh, we were having fun with that the whole ride out there, 
But then it got me thinking, I have an Uncle Leo and I have a Seinfeld aunt. I had an Aunt Sylvia. <laughs> and Jerry, if you remember, it's not a character at all. But there's the one line Jerry goes, I feel like I'm talking to my Aunt Sylvia here. Yeah. I had an Aunt Sylvia. <laughs> Me and Seinfeld had uh, uh, Uncle Leo and Aunt Sylvia. The stars have crossed for the, 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 the Fiore family and the Seinfeld TV show. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were having fun talking about that on the way to uh, the service. And I wanted to talk to you about the service because you, you grew up a nice Catholic boy. I like sure myself. did. I was an altar boy twice, officially. Altar twice. boy twice, and uh, so it's such a. Uh, I think it's Mike Birbiglia's joke. I don't know who's the joke it is, but it's a very funny joke. Maybe it's Gaffigan, where he goes. Uh, so I was, uh, I was a Catholic. I was an altar boy. I know what you're thinking. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew whose joke that was, but I, it's one of those Catholics. I th- might have been Birbiglia. It sounds like it's so funny. They're different comics, but yeah. it could be either one. Right. You know. So uh, we're we're at the funeral service now. You know, unfortunately, we've all had to deal with this kind of stuff in our life. And you Catholics out there know that, um, you know, when it's a Catholic mass and the funeral rites, they have a little different thing. And in COVID times, it's obviously now it was very small. It was distance, but it was a a service at the funeral home to, you know, kind of uh go under the guidelines of the COVID regulations you couldn't do like a a big church thing so everything was done in one space and they brought in this father this priest from uh i guess the local parish or whatever shawnee i gotta tell you between comedians and just any live performances more i have not hated a guy Like that bad, huh? This guy is up there doing 45 minutes. He thinks he's a headliner, dude. I'm telling you, he is riff. He's beepopping and scat. Your, your uncle's dead. You're like, what's with this hack? What's with this hack? Uh, dude, my sister looked at me and we just both like did that eye roll. Like, can you fucking believe this guy? Also, for old school Catholics, can't you picture older relatives saying how disrespectful that is? If he's doing yeah, it, dude. Yeah. And you know, this, this is, there's an older faction of people there because they were just old. Right. Of and course. I could see my dad's friend, Dick Florsheimer, getting uncomfortable going. What the fuck is going on? With yeah, <laughs> I mean, this guy, you know, he's up there and he's making it all about himself. He's uh, tying in every story and it's going back to him. He goes, I know. I know your Uncle Leo's up there playing those Italian card games. He's like to do. I hope he doesn't run into my grandfather, who was a very known cheat at those games. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with anything? You know, this, this guy's doing crowd work at the funeral service. It's like, you know what? I'd rather you fuck a kid than do this act. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. I, that's the worst. Because you're like, it, it, that's another Seinfeld reference. He's like, are you, yeah. are you insulted because you're Jewish? No, I'm insulted because I'm a comedian. <laughs> I said bebopping and scatting too before you missed it. <laughs> He's up there bebopping and scatting. <laughs> I didn't hear he it. Was, you know what? Bebopping and scatting is so in my lexicon at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even hear it as a Seinfeld thing. Yeah. He, I mean, here's he. He was giving like his credits, dude. It felt like a fucking bad open mic hack. Oh God. Just, oh my God. Oh, he was you know with the mask. He goes, yeah, I'm gonna stand a uh, uh, very far away from you guys so you can hear me. Some of you people in the back will probably say that's that's probably better. They're going, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. He goes, yeah, I've got this mask on, and sometimes I do masks, and the people can't hear me. I think a lot of my congregation prefers it that way. You're going, oh, Jesus Christ. 
And to be fair, it's killing with some of this audience. Oh, God. Because, you know, that Catholic, like, he knows he's working this he's older like, kind of Catholic room. So some people are fucking slapping their knees. He's like, let me like, put my mask on. Or should I should say mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's, that's the only time Jesus Christ, you can say that out loud there. Like, Jesus right, Christ, right, right. guy. And he's like, yes. Like, he's just there. <laughs> yes. Can I help him? He looks up from his notes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this guy was brutal, buddy. Oh, so so, but did you see? You saw some of the congregation squirming while he's doing this. I saw some of the older people. When I, I'm telling you, I looked at my watch four times. You're going, how much? I literally wanted to. I wish I knows the comic was with me because I want to go. Somebody's got to light this fucking guy. So was the service like an hour and a half? I, I mean, it was probably forty minutes. Okay, that's but, like normal, but you know what it is? That's not normal, Shawnee, because it wasn't like it a, is normal, a normal mass. Exactly. This wasn't a normal mass. This was just oh. him talking and then three people giving the eulogy. A normal <laughs> mass would be you go up, you get communion, you yeah, get yeah. emotions. That's what I'm talking about. It wasn't a normal mass, and we still had that duration. <laughs> you should have been out of there in 20 minutes. Seriously, we should have been out of there in 15 flat. <laughs> And this guy's but, trying out his open mic night material on, the, on this congregation. Oh, but, my but, God. But to be honest, and I don't want to sound like a square here, but and I'm all for <laughs> being funny all the time. Like, I'm fine with that. 100%. I, I can take a joke all the time. I think everything should be joked about. Same. But but if you have to read the fucking room. Like, it's like these guys, people are 90. I and think, how old was the priest? Was he in, like, older priest? No, he was, like, I would have to say early 60s. Okay. All right. Young yeah. Enough, he had like you know he was kind of, he was energetic. He was very well spoken and act like had like a nice flow. You could tell that he, he likes the performance of it. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is his stage. This is his spotlight, and he loves the adoration. And also, like talk about uh, an easy a line drive. It's like totally. yeah, you have to laugh because exactly. you're a holy man. How about why don't you really do it? Be like be a real man and go try an open mic in the middle of uh, Fifth Avenue and Thirty Second Street, like and, a, a taco place. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Not yeah. He's getting sympathy laughs. He's getting uh, break the ice laughs. You know, it's a sad time. So I'm gonna. I'm going to ruffle the feathers a little bit just to make and, everybody not feel uncomfortable anymore because it's a sad time. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not even a priest. And I'll tell you, there should be two break the ice laughs during any one of those things. And then you get into the absolutely the, the pomp and circumstance of the procedure. 100%. This guy, I was looking for the, uh, the MC in the feature to come on <laughs> before him. This guy. You, know, you should have done from the back. Get him the light. He's, he's, giving, he's giving I see the light a whole new meaning. <laughs> well, that means get off, asshole. <laughs> it's like it's like I want to get called to heaven. After that act, I wish I could walk into the light. Let's be honest. <laughs> I almost walked into traffic. Holy shit. <laughs> You're like, there's gonna be two funerals by the time this freaking thing's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It That's was crazy. Brutal. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst, dude. So then but, uh, did anybody – it's one of those things – don't you love those situations where something like this happens and you know – you and your sister were on the same wavelength. Uh, but, yeah. but then it ends and you're dying to know if everybody else is on the same – like you're oh, looking around like sure. who can I talk shit about this with? I, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't because my mom is too into the mass. My mom is now getting competitive. My mom now, she likes to be the first one to answer the call and responses. 
to prove that she knows exactly what to say when during the mass. Everybody's yeah, watching. Right, Mom, know what not to a do. competition. She, she knows when to kneel and when not to in the in the uh, mass. Oh, yeah, she yeah, put yeah. that thing down ten seconds before everybody else. <laughs> All right, She's, relax. You know. <laughs> That's I, like so, my mom. Same thing. Same exact so thing. I, I couldn't badmouth the priest to her. I really, I had my younger sister and then everybody else was kind of older or family. But as soon as me and my sister got in the car, we went to get lunch. We went, Jesus Christ. How about that fucking asshole? <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, like he's coming, like, isn't, didn't he not do his job? If he's coming from a selfish place like that, shouldn't he be about the person who he's talking about? Like, shouldn't there 100%, be a hundred percent? I think it, it, so he went up and finally did his thing, and then they had the the two uh, the three children gave eulogies or stories afterwards. So, but then we all went over to the to the cemetery for the burial, and it was a he was uh, in the, my uncle Leo was in the Air Force during the Korean War, so he had a military service, and you know that taps hits and poof, people that lose really it. sobers you up right there. Right, of course. Not that I was drunk at the funeral. But yeah. <laughs> uh, when you're when you're Irish, it's Danny Boy. They play Danny Boy, and everybody. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That tap. So I was uh, lucky. Luckily, he didn't have an encore presentation over there. Yeah, yeah, tell, that's great. You could tell he didn't like uh, that somebody was speaking after him. You know. Oh God! He, he wanted like, to be the closer. Yeah, he's like Michael Scott when Phyllis gets married. He goes, "Yeah, I remember the first I was, time I was, Mr. Mrs. <laughs> I, was just thinking, I was just thinking that. I was thinking that exact that that's exact funny. thing. <laughs> Yeah, but, it's just uh, Michael Scott. Yeah. As, if Michael Scott was a priest, this is that's what it would be. <laughs> that's exactly what it was, dude. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, play it again, Uncle Leo. We uh, will miss you, but uh, he's he's not suffering any longer. It's great when they uh, have him they, in the office when they do have him do those things where it's like, or the, when they have that one where Bright, Dwight has to give the speech and they brings everybody in the conference room and he comes out and he goes, "Good morning, Vietnam," and they go, "Ugh," <laughs> exactly. they, just, they, they just groan like. It'd be great if the whole church just started groaning the minute this guy started his jokes. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm and then I'm, I'm thinking the whole time, going, "Is it me? Am I just a cynical comic, or am I an asshole?" But then my sister's like, "This guy fucking's brutal." Yeah, you know? no, there's there's reality, and then there's like being in the comic world of like, all right, I'm just a little dark for the room yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, there's what's right, and then there's what's right, and never the twain shall meet. You got it, Irishman? No, what is it? No, no, oh, no. there's what's right. I'll say it in a little is it southern. Is saying it? No. You're, you're far off. No. No. What is it? I don't know. Ra it. Raising Arizona. Now, honey, oh, there's I, what's I right know. and what's right, and never the twain shall meet. Oh, I'll, I would never have gotten that. <laughs> Beautiful movie. But, so the uh, other the other thing that ties into this is you you got a tattoo of this priest's face <laughs> on your back. Yeah. Fuck. You. Got <laughs> I got. Uh, took my stimmy. Took my stimmy check, and I had been wanting a new tattoo for a little while. <clears throat> and I went to a guy that I've gone to before who had opened up his own private studio in Astoria. And uh, I had gotten two tattoos from this guy before. And it was a couple years ago since I'd last gone to him. And uh, he kind of remembered me, but um, I walked in, we're chatting a little bit. And uh, he, it's just his own private studio now, it's by appointment only. And so we, uh, he sets it up. He puts the stencil on. We go through the whole thing. It, you know, great. This guy's nice. He's gentle. It's not too painful. Does it very quick and good job. And you've got tattoos. Mm -hmm. Has anybody ever said this to you before? <clears throat> they go, um, technically, when the, uh, they're wrapping it up and putting on the bandage 
for the, those of you who don't know or don't have tattoos, you put a you get a bandage on for you know a first couple hours, the first night you sleep with it, whatever. Because technically, it's an open cut; it's an open wound. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, Shawnee, I don't know if anybody's ever said this to you before, but this guy goes to me, <laughs> um, "Hey, man, if it's if it's a problem, don't have sex for." 48 hours because technically we don't want that to get infected. That is an open wound. So I'm joking with the guy. Go, trust me, not a problem. I'm going, it hasn't really been a problem for about nine months now. Yeah, right. This is his response. He goes, no, I know. You just got to say that to everybody. <laughs> Are you freaking what, for legal reasons? He goes, no, I, I know you just, could give me the benefit of the doubt that that might have been a problem. <laughs> but also, they you know don't. That, they, nah, nah, yeah, you just got to say that. They Fuck never say doing. that. They never say that. I've gotten that once before. Oh, I've never gotten that. And I was like, because they were like, this guy's not getting one. Like, <laughs> you have to say it. I, you, know, you just kind of couldn't you played it cool and been like, I don't know your situation. You might have a wife or whatever. He literally went with the. No, I know. It's just I gotta say that out loud. It's like, all right, I, if you go, fuck, hey, dude. buddy, like, yeah, you could give me the benefit of the freaking, like you said, benefit of the doubt here. And Jesus, Wait, one so, looked at me and was just like, yeah, I probably should just, for legal reasons, have to say it anyway. So, what but, did you uh, get tattoo wise? I got the, I got a little. It's like a, a, a side. Um, I'm wondering if I, I can just take it down and show everybody. But whoa, it's a, uh, this, this is like, this is a DYM podcast after dark here. Everybody. It's a little. Uh, it's a little not. It's stay positive. It's a logo. Is that what it means? Um, stay positive. Yeah, that's the hold steady's like kind of logo. And uh, after a trying year for me, it's just a good reminder. It's got the plus in the middle there and the not. So uh, I can get down on myself a lot, and I can be very self-critical, Shawnee. So I just got a reminder: stay positive more than you, because I, I lean so the negative a lot sometimes. Yes, so, I, uh, I I feel the same way, and I I try to do that. I'm gonna. I'm going to I'm just going to get the word stay positive on my forehead. I think that'll do the trick. <laughs> yeah. But also, you see this position for those of you listening at home. It's on my upper left shoulder. Yeah. I, that's probably my least used appendage during sex. Yeah. Like you're not, yeah, I'm not like I'm like yeah, I really want to I'm not I'm not hockey checking vaginas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what yeah. that guy's doing. Yeah, what is this guy fucking people football stance? What's he doing? So, I mean, like, this is in a spot that I have maybe n has never come in contact with a girl outside of like, sex. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. I but I guess he's got to be hygienic, you know, whatever. I just thought it was a kind of a rude thing to say, but it's definitely a rude thing to say, but he probably, I, either he didn't get it or he was like, yeah, he like, he was like, he goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, but he probably hates saying it. So he was probably more. <laughs> No, but it was on his end of I hate saying it. Yeah, 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 I hate saying it. But he didn't realize that he was agreeing to the fact that you don't get laid. Exactly. I know. Didn't realize, yeah. Because I do the same thing. I'll start sense with no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, me too. But yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah, no, no, I know it's not an issue uh, that any <laughs> vagina is going to come within ten feet of you. But I always uh, wanted to get my. I don't even know what else to get. I want to get like half a sleeve of everything covered yeah. on my left, my left arm, but I don't know what else to get. You know. I know it's tricky to think. I've just been collecting these kind of solo ones over the course of years now. Yeah, years. same here. Yeah. Like, um, when the comedy seller doesn't have their Christmas party, uh, you don't get a tattoo. <laughs> we both got one the past two years. Yeah. Well, you, I didn't get one last year. You did, though. Oh, so I did. People should, we should tell that when the comedy seller uh, has their Christmas party the last two years, the GM, Liz Furiati, our, our friend, has gotten a tattoo artist. That tattoos people during the party for free. And people can't believe when you tell them they go, you mean real tattoos? And I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. tattoos. Yeah. 
So two years ago, I got a uh, swallow, and I think you got the same one. I we did. Yeah. Gym swallow tattoos. And I always my, then, my, my, my let me tell you quick, really quickly. Before I got that one, my theory of getting swallows was always that I was going to get in shape and get them in the top, like almost where you got your tattoos. Yeah, yeah that's, now. Like, right, right, right. I wanted to get two I know like that, like like I'm in jail or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I just never got in shape enough because it would just be like right. I can't have two swallows above man tits. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad, like they're suckling from the man yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> sorry but go ahead yeah so then you and got then you got i got that one but then last year i skipped a, a year it's good i got the skull and crossbones last oh, year Oh yeah yeah it's a tiny it's a it's a it's a tiny yeah, nice tiny pool. skull and crossbones Very, yeah but, uh, i should have probably not put it there that's in a spot that could have a bigger tattoo but sure. i figured i'll probably leave my right arm how it is and then just get the left arm covered and that'll be it for tattoos yeah. but I, I need an idea of what to get you know i always say that's it and then i just get uh fidgety yeah. and then like now i want something to commemorate my dad as well which i do i have an idea for it but i have a dead dad tattoo what do you have an idea yeah. you, want, you want to tell everybody what the idea is or is it too much sure i'll tell and i uh, i'll tell you it's um something i was really excited about when i thought of it um i don't know how many of you know this but my dad he was an old timer 96 years old if you listen to the podcast you know but he was a longtime barbershop, uh, barbershopper. He was a singer. That's, that's right. And my uncle Leo, who we just that's talked right. about. I just said, that's right. Like, <laughs> well, you, you, you knew. Know. Yeah, I knew. But I said to you, like, you're right. You're correct. Your dad was the barbershop. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. Um, uh, uncle Leo was part of the quartet, the gondoliers. Um, <laughs> is that, that really was, the name of it? Gondoliers? Yeah, well, yeah the gondoliers. Ooh, old that is some Italian stuff there. Oh, buddy, this was a Ginzo cemetery <laughs> in Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> Every single name was fucking Italian. This oh was God, yeah. off the boat Ginzo burial. <laughs> Every I didn't see an Irishman or an American name. <laughs> Every name ended in a vowel. There's no way it wasn't haunted. It's got to be haunted. Yeah. So, uh, um, I was thinking of getting a uh, a barbershop pole uh, with maybe like my dad's initials or dates around it. On That's a cool idea. That's that was big. kind of cool. Would, would you get it big? Would you get it like a big? I don't think it would be too big. Cause it looked kind of funny. I also, I'm running out of real estate on my upper arms too. And I don't really want to get tattooed anywhere else. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I have to figure out the spot. I have some spots underneath my left arm. Um, so I might do it there, but I thought that was a cool idea. When I thought of it, I was like, I told my sister, she was like, oh, I wish I thought of that one. <laughs> it's like, a great yeah. idea. It's a great idea. Um, I so I go, I mean, we go American traditional because uh, I like the simplicity of it because it's I'm just a, such an Americana kind of thing, you know. <laughs> We're way too fucking similar. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, that's what I go for on the left arm is all the American traditional. But I'm right. like keeping it that way. And I got the, the, the dad tattoo that I got, which I think you've seen it. I think you've seen it. But it's um, it's so funny because you're like, my dad was in a, it, it's so classy and like old timey. Like you're like, he was in the gondoliers and they sang and they, and my dad's tattoo that I got, my dad tattoo I got is, uh, we used to go to the track all the time. Like the <laughs> the racetrack, we go to Belmont all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. So I got a horseshoe with a line from a song that reminds me of my dad around the horseshoe. Yeah, what, and like, what's wrong? That's cool. Super cool. With that. I'm just great joking. idea. But you have like, you have like a nice singing group and then you have like the track for like a kid. Yeah. You know? If you had OTB tattooed on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a little. <laughs> but that's the horseshoe is super cool. Oh, yeah. It's a nice tattoo. I like it a lot. Yeah. Can I tell you this? I've never been to a, a horse race. Are you serious? I've never been. Are you I've never been me? to Belmont. I've never been to the track. I've never been to anything. Oh, the closest I ever came was this big party in New Jersey called The Hunt. 
which is a oh, annual. Right. It's like for college kids. It's when you're young. Uh, it's basically you go drink in a field, and but, it's but, but it's not, legal. Not a tractor. It, it's it's like next to a horse race. But I went. I near Meadowlands. Two years. No, it's out in the fucking sticks. It's like a North Jersey. I don't even know if it's a. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, somebody call in if you know about the hunt in uh, North call Jersey. <laughs> um, it, it, it's basically an excuse to go and uh, drink legally out in the middle of a field. It's a huge party. And I'll take you to Belmont when everything gets shakes out. I would love to. I like uh, putting some. It's fun. It's fun. It's really fun. I I usually go like it's that's where I go to kind of commemorate my dad, and I'll go. I usually go for my birthday, yeah. and it's kind of a thing. And I I haven't gone in a while, so it'll give me a great excuse to go if you haven't gone. You'll I think you'll love it. I'm shocked you haven't gone. I know it is something I think I would love, and uh, you, I think that's something I would see you and your crew of friends from school doing, like going <laughs> to like Saratoga for the for uh, or going to the stakes or something at Belmont or something. Like that. Absolutely, or Meadowlands, go just going for a big race at Meadowlands. Yeah, walk up to the window, go uh, give me a sawbuck on Captain Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> is that right, Captain Nemo? Captain Nemo in the fifth. Captain yeah. Nemo, not his Captain Nemo. His mother was a mother. His mother was a mother. His father was a mother. Well, there's that's two. There's a, there's Elaine. Betting yeah. on Captain Nemo in the fifth, but then there's Kramer, who bets on. Um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's it's like one word. It's uh. Oh, ooh. uh do you know it? Ah, that's gonna kill me. It's on the tip of my tongue. Captain Nemo was definitely Elaine's horse, but the mud the mutter was a mutter was uh. Oh, that's gonna re. Uh, somebody's screaming. I can't at their, remember it. I mean, it's not even in my right, right now. Screaming at their. Uh, that's a good trivia question. Papanik. Is that what it is? Papanik. Papanik? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. I looked I, it up. I wish I could say I thought. Ah. <laughs> the way you said that was like you 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 remembered. I got excited when I saw it. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm all for tattoos and shit, you know. Tattoos and horse raising. Let's do it up. Hopefully sooner than later when we get this vaccine and the warm weather hits and uh yeah, we, get back to the, we get back to the movie theater too. Yes, I would love that. Um <laughs> The other thing is, uh, you watched a couple of things, but I'll tell you, I want to tell you one thing because you watched. Um, I will tell you my quick story. Okay. So I, yeah, uh, I wanted to say I rewatched. Technically, I rewatched High Fidelity. Uh huh. But I rewatched it while I was being amorous with a certain um, young woman. So I, so uh, so th what I wanted to make my point, my angle on High Fidelity is, um, it's it's such a good movie. Mm -hmm. That I remember, I still watched it. Like that's how good it is. That I was going, I was, uh, we were, I was I having, having some fun, and and still, I know you're I, saying, I still was like checking in on High Fidelity to watch. That's how good that movie is. I haven't watched <laughs> it in so long that, and I believe me, and and the 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 um the hijinks that were ensuing were they were a blast. I was having a fun. I was, it was great. A good, time. good for you. But I still was like high fidelity. I still got to get the, the main scenes in high fidelity, the, the Jack Black scenes, and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you're you're kissing. You just go, baby, baby. Just watch, watch this real quick. Just watch this. Real quick. <laughs> yeah, I kept, it, I kept. I like stop and then just start laughing at the screen just so that she would watch it. <laughs> I specifically remember being with my girlfriend in college and watching PCU, and uh, there was the line when. Um, What's uh, John Favreau, Gutter? Um, there's a, another hippie there called Mersh. Yeah, Mersh. And, yeah. 
The redheaded guy. Let me ask you this. Is Mersh, is he from um, something uh, else? Yeah. No, isn't he fucking uh, full, not Octane, Full Train? Um, what's his name? Um, the guy in the hospital in Seinfeld? Phil? No. Oh, oh, um, the, the, guy the that, sick guy? Yeah, the sick guy that Jerry goes back yeah. and then the guy. No, is that Mersh not is like Mersh? a redheaded dude. Oh, no, Mersh, Mersh's friend, the guy next to him, the, the, the dark haired guy. I, Mike, if you could maybe pull up. This is going to be a hard. The, hip, the hippies. Just Google the hippies from PCU, hippies from PCU and, the, PCU, and they yeah. have like a, they have a frolf uh, uh, scene where they're next to each other a couple of times. And I think in it, yeah, Mike, if you could pull them up or the or the cast list, I think that might be the same good, like, the same guy. Because remember, he's like, I don't, maybe this isn't a good time. He's like, it's a fine time. <laughs> it's not. I have, I thought he's it was guy, Jake Busey at one point. No, Jake Busey is Mersh. Jake Busey. Okay, is okay, Mersh. that's what I thought. And then his friend, the other guy, is the guy that goes, hey. That weasel snagged the bee. Remember that? Oh, they bee because I was thinking of somebody else. So. That guy. Isn't oh, that the guy? That it could not be. be. I it don't might know. not be. Uh, Mike, can you can you do me a favor? Can you look up on the cast list? That guy who plays that other character who we don't know the name of, but you can see from IMDb. Oh, that's you tough. see his history and see if he played on Seinfeld, the guy from the bed. I don't know looking at him <laughs> now. I think it might not have been him, but I it does look like All it. right. Here's an easier way to do that. Look up who played Fulton from Seinfeld and then backtrack it and see if he was in C PCU. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fulton. 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 Fulton Tola is just the best guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. I, don't, yeah I don't know what happened. And he goes, well, you showed you who you are. You showed her who you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but you're going to say, so PCU, what happened? Sorry. I was with the uh, same kind of thing, being amorous with my girlfriend in college. And when uh, Mersh goes, man, she's talking to John. He goes, Gutter, did you ever get to that George Clinton concert? And Gutter goes, Mersh, you got to lay off the pipe, man. George Clinton's playing right here. <laughs> and, he, and Mersh looks at it, he just goes, marvelous. <laughs> I swear to God, I was having sex with my girlfriend. <laughs> and I stopped to watch the Marvelous line. I like looked over. Even <laughs> <laughs> like a like, like like you pause sex. Like yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been way easier to pause the movie. And be like, no, I have to let it go. Let's just watch it. But that's different. We had been together for you know like a couple of years now. You, I could do shit like that. Where I'd be like, yeah. baby, get off me for a second. You, yeah. this sounds like a newer thing, though, babe. Well, we weren't. We, yeah, it is. We we weren't at the sex part yet. So we were at the beginning stages. So that's why I got Which away. With it. A risky move because you're still trying to seal the deal, and she's maybe thinking, "Oh, this guy's a fucking loser paying attention to the movie more than me." Yeah, very possible. Well, let's be honest, Andy. There's probably a million things that happened during the night where she could have thought this guy's <laughs> a big loser that I shouldn't be making out with right now. No. Don't sell yourself <laughs> I'm, I'm what was that? <laughs> I gave you a little caddy check. I said, "Don't, don't sell yourself <laughs> short, Judge." You're a tremendous guy. <laughs> Really dropping um, the cut today. But just, really oh, dropping. He was not. Michael Rivkin. Rivkin that's the guy's name. Thank you, Mike. Though. Thank you. Good so much, detective Mushy. work, Mushy. Uh, his name's Michael Rivkin, and he was not in PCU. So Joel that, Rivkin. They looked. They looked. Um, he. They looked a lot alike. That was, good, that was a good call because I didn't yeah. know what you were talking about. I, every time I see that episode, I go, "Is that the guy from PCU?" Because I'm like, funny. it would have been around the same time, and it maybe worked in both. You know what I'm saying? Like those character actors, they they bounce all over. You know. Now let me ask you this: Speaking yeah. of the oh, uh, amorous predicaments, has is there some a movie that you see? Let's 
turn this vice versa is there a movie or i because i have one specific example in mind something that whenever you see it reminds you of hooking up with a girl or reminds you of a of a chick or whatever because i'll i'll, I'll tell you mine and i'll let you think about it you okay i was uh in college again uh senior year of college hooking up with this girl sunny and uh we i had I don't know if I've told you this before. I think I brought it up on the pod, but I used to in high school tape the Simpsons off the VCR and I would sit in front of the TV on the reruns and try and time the commercial. So I'd hit stop with the remote and then I'd try and time it when it came back and hit record again. So I was self editing out the commercials and I got yeah. pretty good at it. You get that commercial timing down. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. And I had about 10 video cassettes, 10 VCR tapes of unedited Simpsons episodes. They were a big hit in college. People were going, hey, man, can I borrow a tape? I need something to watch. You know, you got the TV-VCR combo yeah, yeah. in the, the mid-late-90s. You had the porn guy, and then you had Andy, who was the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. So I go, yeah, take a tape. And I had the uh, the Bart's Comet episode on, and I remember hooking up with this girl for the first time. Great episode. And it got a little steamy, and I just remember the Comet episode, and every time I see that episode, I go, Sonny from college. <laughs> I don't want to get too one- that has one of the best lines in the history oh, of the Simpsons in it. Top 10 for where, me. Where he goes, when Homer at one point during the episode goes, don't worry. It'll get into our atmosphere and burn up and be no bigger than the size of a chihuahua's <laughs> head. And then at the end, uh, Bart says, what, what I'm really scared of is that dad was right. And then he he huddles the kids together and goes, I know, kids. I'm scared, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's just such, such an amazing episode. Such a great episode. <laughs> goodbye, Lisa. Goodbye. <laughs> Database and email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so I don't. So yours is that episode. Do you have any movies that do that for you, or just the episode? Uh, that's the one specifically. Every time I see it, I always think of Sunny. Um, I, 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 somebody brought up a movie to me the other day my friend pat guy was telling me about he goes hey you ever watch this movie 30 minutes or less it's jesse eisenberg and aziz ansari and i had seen it and it made me think of us i went on a date with a girl i go oh i haven't seen that since i went on a date with this i remember this girl alicia i have one of those from dust till dawn i had already seen it multiple times for some reason i not that i was a crazy from dust till dawn i love the movie but i wasn't like some maniac about from dust till dawn but just by like social interaction, I saw it five times in the theater because I just kept going <laughs> yeah. with people. And one of those was, was this with this date with this girl that I it was one of those I always remember it because I think it's a I could have kept I think my insecurity had me stop hanging out with her. So I we went to this movie and then afterwards I was I think we could have kept hanging out when I was, uh-huh. like, I was like I don't know eighteen maybe I don't even know what I was. And uh, I remember thinking like oh this is done she's not into me. But then later on I was like I don't think that was the case I probably could have. Dated her again, and I always regretted it. And I always think of that from *Dust Till Dawn*. And going, I know the Roosevelt Field movie theater. Yeah, and then I have a relation. *Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind*. I saw right after I had like one of the worst breakups in my in my life, Ooh. and I always think of that relationship that's and that breakup. It's a it's bad one to see. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why it put an indelible mark on on my brain after you know. Um, yeah. So that kind I, of stuff. I, yeah, I do. Magnolia, I have. Uh, I saw it the same uh, with uh, PCU, Jess. Um, and I'll always remember because the first time I saw Magnolia, 
we missed the intro when he's talking about all the chance and coincidence. Oh. <laughs> so we get in there, but that also goes to speak. I go, that movie was brilliant. I loved how everything was connected. It was such a great movie. We walked out of there, and I went, that was just such a beautiful piece of art. And then, like, three years later, I was just watching. It was on, you know, HBO or whatever, and I see the beginning of it. I go, well, that makes a little more sense. <laughs> I but, had uh, I had some yeah. movie one time. I, I had a movie where I was uh, oh, I don't I don't know if it was like an old maybe not Gremlins but something from the eighties that I watched at a girl's house and I can't remember which one it was but it was a girl I made out with for a while that lived in Long Island that we never I don't, we never had sex with. I was younger actually I think it was yeah maybe like nineteen or something but I, yeah. but I we just never got to the point where we had sex but the, I stopped hanging out with this girl because she's every time we'd make out she smelled like popcorn. <laughs> so not that you go now. Popcorn. Now every time I have popcorn, I'm reminded of Kim. <laughs> oh, you know what's crazy? That's her name. That was her fucking oh, name. Get the fuck out of here! I swear to God, her name was Kim. Get her name the was fuck Kim. Out of here! <laughs> I'm not joking. Her the name first name that popped into my head. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. Her name popcorn was Kim. Kim. And and I just I was like I I don't know what it was. Like butter I mean, popcorn. Yeah, or butter popcorn. The worst thing in the world. No, it's not. But when when you're in the middle of some, making out with somebody and it just pops up when there's no popcorn present, you it, it's not a great smell. It's a very it's a very like it's an enriched smell. It's like a very it takes over your whole. Yeah, scent. what do you think that was? I what don't kind of vote? know. I don't. Maybe she had popcorn earlier. I didn't ask because I didn't want to insult her. But uh, I was not, like, not butter popcorn or like cheddar. No, it was, it was butter. It was butter popcorn, like a movie yeah, popcorn. Yeah, I, I can see that actually. In maybe maybe she had this weird uh, um, affliction where if she watched movies, it would it she would start sweating and smelling like the thing that you the place where you'd Ooh. be doing that activity. Like so, when you're watching movies, she's like, uh, she's she's like, like popcorn because yeah, that's, that's like a character out of the boys. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be a cool. Like it's not quite a superpower. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. You you're what you guys. You're watching the Belmont Stakes on TV. You start smelling like, <laughs> like like horses, like horse shit. <laughs> you know, it's got a ma and a newer. That- <laughs> but I'll always remember that. But we we were watching a movie when when that happened. It might have been like Primal Fear or something. And um, I remember seeing. I rem- yeah, it's funny. Let me, I remember. Let, let me really quickly. Let me tell people, guys. Okay. Tweet at us. That's a great question that Andy. Yeah, really fun question. Let us know. Is there one? Movie. Let's stick to it with with movies, TV shows. Well, episode of a show would be great. That's even more specific. But but a movie that you went to go see. We have two questions. One is that you remind that you were in the middle of a an amorous encounter. We'll call it an amorous yeah. encounter, a a makeout session, whatever you want to call it, or or sex. You're in the middle of sex, which is even funnier. And you literally you stop it or you 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 make it awkward so that you can watch you can watch <laughs> the the scene that's the scene that you wanted to pop in there. This movie or or a movie that affected your yeah. love making. What movie? affected you love me or one that reminds you of a relationship that, <laughs> like i said with eternal sunshine with like that breakup is so hard that i wish i could have had the technology they had in eternal sunshine on the smallest mind some of your answers might be one in the same one of those. they totally <laughs> might you're right it's kind of the same question you're right but uh yeah that's a fun one tweet at us and give us a shout yeah, out it's, it's at the dym podcast uh you can either um hit us up on on, on instagram or, or for this tweet at us at the dym podcast on twitter I lost my notes here. There we go. Um, I I read High Fidelity again in quarantine. I read the book actually. Um, it takes place in in London is the major significance uh, from movie to book. Um, and yeah, but it's pretty pretty similar. 
aside and from the geographic location. Great well, book. The, 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 the interesting thing this girl brought up last night, because she had never seen it. That's why we watched it. And I was like, uh-huh. you got to see it. She was convinced the movie was made in 1994. She thought it was oh, from 94. Not. And I was like, I, she goes, I'll bet you it's made in 94. I go, I'll bet you whatever you want. You can take every single cent out of every financial transaction I've ever had. Exactly. I go, I go, I go, no, I go I'll bet you whatever. And then I, I said 2001 and it was 2000. I think but it's 2000 on the nose, isn't it? It is 2000 on the nose. Yeah. yeah. So, but she's not wrong. It looks like it was made in 94. If you watch yeah, it. Yeah. We've talked about it before and we've, I think we landed on the point. It's the perfect movie for John Cusack's characters to grow into. Absolutely. Yes, we did say that. Yes. Characters, the guy he became. Yes. hundred percent. Like perfectly like, just happenstance like that. But uh, I do love it. I, it. It combines so much uh, loves for me, like just the, the deep, deep music appreciation playlists and just making lists. I love doing that. And then just obsessing over girls. It's it's it really speaks to it's a guy's guy's book. But sure, I, sure. I could see a lot of girls would actually be like, I fucking hate this. movie. <laughs> well, you know what? It's kind of funny. I didn't even think I don't know why I didn't think that that would be the case. And five minutes in, she was like, this guy sucks. And, she's like, this guy sucks. and I'm like, yeah, but he's supposed to suck. And she goes, is he? And I go, is that, is that the point? I'm like, yeah, it kind of is because he gets called a out. For it in the mo- he gets called out for it in the movie, like Catherine Zeta Jones sure, called him sure. out, and he gets yelled at by that one girl and Lily, you know, like whatever. So I'm like, it's it's he's flawed in the movie, which is why it probably makes it so great. Yeah. You know? No, it's a it's a it's a guy's movie for sure. It's a guy flick. It's a di- it's a dick flick. How about that? Dick flick? Is that a, a thing? Flick? I don't know. Did I just coin the thing? You might have coined a thing. What's a your chick favorite flick and chick, a dick flick? A chick flick and a dick flick, and then a chick with a dick flick. That's that's only straight <laughs> up. That's just trans that porn. trans porn. That's all that yeah, is. Yeah. But like, oh, I think maybe a dick flick is a thing. Then is that all? That did somebody already coined that. Uh, somebody must. I'm not that clever. But if not, let's trademark it right here. I'm gonna say um, that no, they didn't. And and Andy, the cool breeze, just coined the phrase "dick flick." So all right, I've that, never heard of it. I don't think I never heard of it. That's part of the vocabulary Bush? now on the. We go three for three. Bush, you ever heard dick flicks? Uh, I have not. Ah! All right, that's all we need. That's the only so round. Right into there. Only- what are good? That's a good topic too. Dick flicks. What are your good guys? Guys movies. That's a great. We can do a whole another four hours on that. I think we're gonna do the next episode about. Uh, we're oh, gonna right. call it uh, Dick flicks. I think that's great. absolutely yeah. Um, but you you watched a couple things, correct, Andy? I had a I had a big documentary week. I watched two Ooh, docs. I, so did I. But one was a TV show. But it was basically it was a documentary. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I watched the first one. I watched. The Painter and the Thief on Hulu. Norwegian documentary. Very, oh. very unique. I'll give it that. The plot is, true story, a Czechoslo- Czechoslovakian, a Czech woman uh, moves to Norway. She's a painter, very good, but still amateur. You wouldn't, you know, if I said her name, nobody would know her. But <clears throat> has a couple of her art, pieces two pieces worth probably about 50 grand total in an exhibit in oslo stolen by these two junkies and they have all the footage the security footage of these guys taking very good care and precautions to not like ruin the like it takes them over two hours to you know uh, to really take every single nail out they don't just rip it out of the uh the canvas and everything and so 
they get arrested. They find the guys eventually. And one of the guys admits to her. She goes, she goes, listen, I just want to know where my art is. He goes, I was so fucked up for about a month and a half. I have no idea what I did with it. <gasps> oh, no. But then the whole documentary is that she they actually kind of form a relationship. And she starts like using him as a model. She starts painting this guy and they kind of go back and forth. It's over like a year and a half. This guy's life. He's trying to recover. He's trying to get better. He's trying to get sober. She's trying to find this piece of art that she made this painting. And it's a it takes some weird turns. And the and the That's end cool. is very bizarre. Super unique. I haven't really seen anything like that before. Um, it, it almost, it's a bit it of a downer. But it, like it sounds scripted. It, it did sound at some points. I thought to myself, I I don't know if some of this was fabricated for the documentary because some of the stuff was like so insane, a little too convenient, and for them to have like cameras everywhere they were going to. But I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. It was a it was a unique story. I'll give it. I keep saying that word because it was just like I don't know how else to describe it. It was so weird and bizarre, and <laughs> maybe that's kind of a cultural thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, maybe if you're looking for a kind of a cool story, it, it was nothing like I'd ever seen before. But that one was kind of a downer. It's got its ups and downs. And you kind of do feel bad for this poor guy who's like a, he's a junkie. And you could tell he's kind of got a good heart. Uh, he's just addicted. He's an he's an addict. And then you also kind of have this starving artist like she's not getting any of these kind of breaks either with her with her art. Right. So um, it was it was cool to see how it all ended and wrapped up. I'll give it that. It was like, oh, I, I was kind of interesting. How, oh, I'm going to check it out. It's called right. The Painter and the Thief. That's a cool title. Painter and the Thief. Yeah, it was a cool title. Um, And then do you want to take a turn or do you want me to go for my, my second talk? Uh, no, go for yours. I'll, I'll talk about that. I watched Surviving Death, but that, that show on. Did you watch it on uh, I Netflix? I don't, no, I don't know. It. I'll tell you one little thing about it before we get done, but I want you to tell your second one. All right, I well, this complete opposite. Fun, fun documentary, Operation Odessa. What's that about? These uh, Russian guy, pretty bad guy, but fun-loving. Russian mob ties. Miami, early 90s. This other guy, American guy, Juan, uh, Floridian. They find each other. You know how bad people do. They basically start brokering deals to get. This is a Colombian. documentary as well. This is a documentary. This this one I factured. This one is all great. This one is fun. This is basically the shit that these guys were getting away with. You know, the the guy runs a strip club called Porky's, and it's uh, just you know drugs and money and sex and nice cars and boats. They're brokering basically high speed boat deals to the Colombians to to move drugs between. Oh, shit. Uh, Florida and dude. So basically they at the time the Soviet Union had fallen and basically it was lawlessness in in what is now Russia. Right. So this guy Tarzan, his name is not Tarzan, it's Tarzan. Tarzan, yeah. This guy ties to Russia. He goes, I know we can go back to Russia, basically buy what I guess the equivalent of like Apache helicopters would be. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they were called in Russia. He goes, they bought these like helicopters for like 500 bucks a piece. From Shit. the Russian government oh and sold God. them to the Colombians because they could move like 500 tons of cocaine at a time. Oh my! So God. they broke like all these deals. This guy posed as Pablo Escobar to the <laughs> Russian mob in oh Russia. Dude, it's crazy. It's so much fun. It's an hour and a half watch. 
So basically, the FBI's file on them was Operation Odessa. It ends with them basically trying to broker a deal for a submarine <laughs> so, the, so the Colombians could run drugs under the ocean. Oh, I think I remember this. It's I've heard awesome, of this. It's awesome, dude. It's I, so much fun. Yeah. I got to check this out. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm on board with that one. It was uh, a blast. And it just like, and then, of course, you know, shit goes bad in South and I won't ruin it for anybody. But it's, it's you know, it's uh, it's interview style with them today. And then them telling the stories and that, oh, man, I had fun with it. It was a nice change from the kind of uh, yeah. sadness of the painter and the thief. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, really fun one. I, I think I remember the news story about a group that was trying to get a submarine for drugs. I yeah. I remember that vaguely. I've totally yeah, well, part of that, a movie. By the time that was, that was the late 90s. That was like 97, 98. So you yeah. might have remembered that story. I remember heard the story, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I watched this thing called Surviving Death. And uh, the reason that I watched it is because I found out about it because I follow a, a, a journalist named Leslie Keene because – she is one of the ones who wrote the UFO article that got me so into UFOs. She was, she, she's one of the people that wrote it. So after she did all the UFO stuff, she did uh, all this research into mediums and into near-death experiences and into reincarnation. And this is – she has a book called Surviving Death, and this is the documentary version of the book basically, I think. And I think they did uh, some more some more due diligence. But now – Is it not an alien book? No, no, not at all. It's all about like oh. near death experiences, mediums, physical mediums, people that think they can like. Oh, right, right, right. And then the first episode is about near death experiences. It's crazy, right? It's so great. The I medium really like ones, to watch that. Watch it. The last one's about reincarnation. Dude, Ooh. I think now I believe in reincarnation because right, of this episode. Right. It's, right. I want, this is what I go into those things with. Okay. If it's not that, you tell me what it is then. Because there's this, I'll tell yeah. you one of the cases. Can I tell you one of the cases or you want to watch the whole thing? You can tell me. Okay, I'll tell you one of the cases. They have a story about this this kid, this kid that um he's like from like Oklahoma or something, and his dad's like in law enforcement, and they're like Bible beating freaking Christians through and through, and they're not just regular freaking people, right? Uh -huh. And then in so the whole story with the the mom story version of her story is the, when the kid's little. He is starts saying he would start crying and waking up with, with these bad nightmares and stuff like that, and saying how oh, he wants to go home, he wants to see his children, okay. he wants to see this. And then they'd be watching TV, and the Hollywood sign would come up, and he'd go, "That's where I live. That's home. That's home for me." Right. So, all, so the kids started saying more and more info, and they were trying to like. And then with the, the husband, because he was a cop, he, they they didn't know what it was. They were like going to doctors and stuff, and the husband said, "We'll start writing down everything that he's saying, so you have it in one place or whatever it is." So she started writing down all these 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 facts and everything, and then somehow she found out about this do this doctor, this research scientist that researches this stuff. So he yeah. came out, and he's showing. So basically, who she how she found out who the guy was, who, who what it was, is that. Right. She, he, the kid would keep talking about old time Hollywood, old time, but they never, never subjected this kid to anything old time Hollywood. So then one day she's showing the kid pictures. She goes, I figured I'd just show him pictures because he was so into it. Sure. And he goes, that's, he sees a picture of a guy and he goes, that's my friend, George. We did a picture together. That's what a the kid said. You know, it's an old time when he calls it a picture. And then right in the same is, photo. Is Arthur Meyer of Metro Goldwyn Mayer? Yeah. Right. Right in the photo. Um, he goes, there's another, there's like a background actor. He goes, and that's me. That's me. And then they start more and more. She started getting all these facts. at the time. He's like, like three, four, whatever it oh, is. Geez. So they get starting to get all these facts about that. It turns out that he's, I forget the name that, that it was. It was like, um, uh, 
maybe it was George that was his name, but but that he's this this guy that was an actor in Hollywood and then he was a director and he had a lot of success being a director to the point where all this stuff came out and then uh, to the point where um, they started contacting this guy's family members to ask them to to uh, to kind of confirm some of the some of the stuff like to see if it was it was it was part of this guy's life because and then two of the facts that he said one he said he had a green car and the daughter his daughter said or his niece said. No, sorry, he didn't have a green car. Then she looked into it, and he did have a green car. And then on top of that, the the, the other thing that happened was he said that he goes, he tells them, "I died when I was fifty nine years, when I was sixty one years old." And they go, "Sorry, his 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 certificate, his death certificate says he was uh, um fifty nine, but then they did more research and they realized because of his life that he was sixty one when he died. There was wow. dude, there was there was fifty five different facts that this kid got right and multiple <laughs> facts his only his daughter didn't know and they had to research it research. Damn. So in the in the episode they go out there and see his niece and his daughter, I think, or his, whatever it is, his sister, the guy's sister or something. No, no, that's it. She'd be too old. The daughter and the niece. And they were disappointed because the kid is like, I'm sorry. I, I, they go, do you remember this? Do you remember this? And he's looking up. But because he's older, everything kind of started – it doesn't happen as much after the age of like five. Uh-huh. So they think that was the, time, the, time that you, the time that you start getting your own memories is like when the time when this reincarnation stuff ends. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Why don't we see this more? You, they see it all over the place, but they but but then what happens is they grow out of it. They grow out of it, but 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 there's. I mean, so you think what did you what did you and I inhabit? Was it you know like was that? I, I think we both were uh, informalized. We're beer kegs. Inform. I think we we're just <laughs> we were the uh, consciousness of a beer keg and um, uh, just wow. a, a meatball sandwich. I think is me, and then I think you were a beer keg. <laughs> but isn't that every time I see chicken parm? I hey, that's my. <laughs> That's my friend Ken. I want to go home to that hoagie, that roll. <laughs> I want to go back home to see my children, my, uh, my cheese and my sauce and my children. Um, that's cool. I will watch that. I am interested in that kind of stuff. The first one's crazy, uh, too. The, 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 I am the, like you, too. Oh, you watch. You make one convincing argument, and I'll go, I believe in that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my thing is this. He knew so much. I said this to my friend. I was like, if, if it's not that, then they should take this kid to Vegas because he's the luckiest motherfucker yeah, on the yeah. planet. There's there's also two other cases in it that are even even crazier, but I'm not gonna. You guys should watch it. Oh, you watch surviving yeah, yeah. death. They had near death experiences. The they had the near death experience one where they were talking about people that they're that they um they had no brain capacity. They had no. Hello, Andy. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you're there. Okay, you froze. Oh sorry. They had zero brain activity. Uh huh. And they still were able to tell the doctors things that were going on during the surgery after they were brought back. They're in like yeah. a they, they took away all their brain activity. And there's there's they think that there's something that your brain still you still have consciousness after you die. There's still something going on that we just don't understand. So watch it. Watch it. It's great. Yeah, medium stuff is really hard for me to believe because it because for multiple reasons. And we could talk about it for another hour. But sure. check it out. Surviving death. Tweeted us also at the DYM podcast. Let you, let us know what you think of that. Do you? What would yeah. you? Let's ask this. We got two questions. One is the movie question about a movie that you uh, interrupted sex to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one, clicks. the other question is, what would you want to be reincarnated as if you were to have to be reincarnated? Well, the way I don't, uh, it sounds or who like, or who who yeah, it's either uh, is it a person or are you like a butterfly? You know what I mean? I, well, like, you can pick. You can pick. I think they have. Oh, all right. They have well. You can be whatever you want. I, I guess so. I think I would like to be another person, but I guess you don't really realize it 
I wish, I wish maybe that's something technology will be able to enhance in the future is that you'll be able to somehow manifest uh, a reincarnation of somebody. And uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know, some like, sort of like, well, you I know, think, no, like I, uh, that Black right. episode. Of, I, uh, oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know that one. No. San Jacinto or whatever it was called. San no, but Juanito. I, I agree with what you're saying. I think what all this is is just science that we don't understand yet with our our right, brains. Right. So I think there will be. You never know. Maybe in 15 years, there's a machine that can read that consciousness and turn it into something. You know, yeah. like that kind of thing. Well, unfortunately, you and I won't be around to see it. <laughs> <laughs> our reincarnated versions can go. See it. Uh, all right, let's do some plugs and get the hell out of here. Absolutely. I wish I had something more to plug. I don't. I just uh, going to crack a few tonight and watch my New York Rangers tilt for the first time of the 2021 season. The hockey is back, and I'm so excited. Oh, but he's thrilled, this kid. I'm thrilled. You know I'm thrilled. I'm so excited. I'm counting three hours to go. I, I'm counting down the seconds. Um, <laughs> so let's go, Rangers. I wish you guys a great season. Um I guess just listen to Shawnee and I's radio show. We ha we each have one on consecutive days on Sirius XM. The fine people over there were kind enough to give us a show. Shawnee's is on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on Sirius XM Raw Dog 99. It's called Celebrate. It's a fun show. They celebrate a different topic each week. And mine is called The Raw Report, where we uh, have more of an interview-based show. It's on Thursdays at 4 p.m. again on Sirius XM Raw Dog 99 or anytime on, uh, on the app. Yeah, and we both have social medias. I'm at Shorty Time, and Andrew is at Andy Fiore on Instagram and Twitter. Correct, Andrew? Old Andy Flowers. That's me. <laughs> that's me. Uh, you guys, remember the podcast. We're on Instagram. We uh, and we're on Twitter, and it's both both handles are at the DYM Podcast. Contact us. Let us know what you think of the show. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends about the show. Tell us what you want to hear. We've been talking about movies. What else do you want to see on the show? We want to thank the laugh button, and we want to thank the Mushter himself, Mushy Mike, for helping us Absolutely. out every we week. Just this, this, the selfless man, this this absolute saint of a man every week that helps us out. We and uh, uh, So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Right, Andy? Absolutely. Bye-bye.